0: All right, gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get started. Good morning again. We've got a great speaker coming up. So remember, this month's theme is Life's Defining Moments, right? We've heard from a couple guys. Uh, We had the speaker. I got to speak last week. And this morning, we're going to hear from Mark Akers. (laughs) Right, the pressure's on, buddy. When they clap beforehand, you have to rise to the occasion. All right, just a little bit about Mark. Actually, I met Mark here, and it feels like we we were fast friends, and it feels like we've been friends forever. He's one of those kind of guys. But Mark is a really, really cool dude. Mark is extremely cool. He's very creative. He's a bit of an athletic stud. When I asked him what he did, he reminded me of myself, right? Because people, you know, my wife is still like, I don't know what you do. And so I asked Mark, and I had to ask him again last night, like, tell me about your business. Businesses. So one of his businesses is something called Crondula. It is for people who have a hard time with time management. So I made sure that I put it on my schedule later today to talk to him about that because that is definitely one of, <laughs> one of my, but I can't find what I did with it. So we're going to have to talk. He also has, uh, is it Aker's Creative Design? Mark Aker's Design, yep. So where he designs anything. And this is where he reminds me of myself because if you say, okay, well, what do you design? He just says, yeah, anything, right? Because he is an extremely creative free spirit in that sense. But Mark is also extremely deep and an extremely caring man. So when when I looked at the schedule and I've given you this story before, you know, I'm like looking at August, I'm like, life's defining moments. I'm like, why do I always get the bad topics? I'm thinking about Ryan and I'm going to call Ryan. Like, why do I have to get the these topics, these are the worst. But every time, once I actually get past myself, I find out that this is one of the best topics of the year. And as I was thinking, who else can speak with me? Because I'm at the first-timers table, and it would be unfair to grab one of you this morning and say, hey, want to speak? That just isn't the right thing to do, David told me. So I was thinking about it, and Mark immediately came to mind. And Mark has a great story. So I'm going to stop talking so that Mark can start talking. If, Mark, you want to come up here, and I think uh, maybe we'll, we'll start you off with some prayer. All right, let's let's uh, let's pray for Mark. Father God, uh, we thank you. We thank you for just one more day that you've given each one of us here, Lord. You've given us another morning, another day ahead of us to do your will. Father, help us to do that. Help us to love you well. Help us to love each other well. And Father, we just lift up our friend Mark here. We just ask you to just bless him, bless his words. Lord, if he has nerves, just push those aside. And Lord, uh, let your word come out and let it affect us. Give us open minds and open hearts just to hear you, to experience you and to be moved to change by you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for this man's courage, and we pray in the name of the most courageous man ever, your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, everybody. How you doing? When Jesse
1: approached me... I knew immediately that I didn't want to come up and talk to you guys, but I do love you. But I didn't want to jump up here. But I also knew that I had something I wanted to share, and it came to mind immediately about life's defining moments. So uh, you think of life's defining moments, you can think of obstacles that you overcome, or a new job, income change, or you know losing a loved one, positive or negative. And often you may think of you know coming to Christ is a it's a huge defining moment, changes your eternity. I didn't think of that, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. So for me, my defining moment was about three years ago. It was a low point, quite low in my life. I was 42, married for 18 years, two kids. I had to leave a job unplanned, and I'll tell you more about that. But I was scrambling to conjure up income possibilities and draining the savings while spinning my wheels. There was uh, $800 in our bank, no kidding. We had a little bit of emergency cash, no retirement, and no assets. It was a really good time. We were solid hundredaires. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously that was bad enough. You know, I'm an adult man with a family. I was also wondering where God was. I was not seeing him work in me. I wasn't seeing him work anywhere. I began wondering if my previous experiences with him were just coincidences. And I started down a path that would ultimately have me either walking with him or walking away and walking on my own. So. How did I get there? Well, I'm going to give you my testimony. A lot of people, their stories of their testimony are going from broken to healed and, you know, big changes, atheist, believer. I didn't have that story. I was born into a Christian, a privileged Christian life. And I, I mean that in a good way. A lot of privilege these days is used negatively, but my parents were Christians before I was born. They were living as Christians. I was born into that family and when I was seven, I realized my church family and the people around me, they had something. They had Jesus and I Wanted that, so I accepted Christ. I had grandparents, believers, family members, believers. I went to VBS, RAs, youth groups, youth camps. My family's friends were Christians. And I went to a Christian school. Someone paid for me to graduate from a Christian school anonymously. They paid for the tuition. I had Christian teachers. I went to college groups. There's people in here that were in my life poured into me in college. I married a Christian woman. Before we were married, she was a Christian and I was a Christian. Went to church, small groups, special groups, serving, leading. We lived that life life. And I had everything I needed for success as a Christ follower. And I grew and we did grow for sure. However, I struggled with me as you do, as we all do. And, you know, we've heard David talk about the one degree off. That's my testimony. That's my real testimony. I was one degree off. So over those years, I started putting doing first over being with God over time. I went on my own strength, progressing in life using, you know, my talents, my talents and gifts. They're not mine. God made me. So God gave me energy. Energy and a doer spirit, and he made me a creative problem solver. And I have ideas and visions. And you know, when I'm designing and crafting and visualizing and innovating, thinking up crazy business ideas, that's when I feel alive and I feel like I'm living for a purpose. So as a kid, you know, I was an entrepreneur, I didn't even know what that was. But you know, starting my mowing business. I was like nine. And then I was started building things and being creative, and then I was told I had to go to college and go get a job. So I said, I'm gonna go to college. And I'm going to go to film school, and I'm going to be in pyro, and I'm going to blow things up. And so I did that, but then I dropped out because I had an opportunity to start a business at 19. So I started a business, a vending machine business. I was like, cool, freedom, I can do whatever I want and make money. Then I dropped out of that because it was boring, and I started a photography business. And I'm like, this is it. I'm going to be a famous photographer. And I, I tried doing that. And this when I married my wife, and we moved to West Palm Beach. And I'm like, I'm going to build this awesome photography business. And then 9/11 happened. And and that business went so far away and I started doing carpentry and then I was like, I'm going to keep photography on the side and then we moved back to Orlando the whole photography thing, everything gone. So here I am again, no job nothing, no business, no income. I knew I needed to grow up at least a little bit and get some kind of solid income, a normal job. And so, over the next 15 years, there was this pattern where I would try to start my own businesses, but also take on a job never letting the business ownership idea ago. There were three small businesses in this time that approached me to help them grow as a business, and I joined them, I helped them grow, I used the talents that God gave me to help them grow, and those first two jobs, I left five or six years later cold turkey because I had a new idea and was bored. And I knew I could bounce back because I had gotten pretty good at that. But this third time in those 15 years was going to be different, very different. And I was approached by someone and they said, we need you to help us grow the company. So I brought in manufacturing and processes and got to do all this fun, creative stuff. And we grew and it was awesome. But guess what? I had another business idea. So I needed to do that too. And so I managed to fire up a little business during this time. There's a series of me being restless and quitting and balancing career growth and income and trying to be a good husband and a father and during this time my prayer was for God's will you know I, I wanted to keep following God and being who I'm supposed to be however This last job uh, was going to prove something different, and this pattern in my life was going to change. Quitting was going to be harder. I had given a lot to the company. I was coming to a new place, a new income level, new freedom. I was going to be able to do the things I want, but that did not work out. That company was divided, and we didn't realize it. And this big growth plan that we had went straight down, and we were in, in the red, and I left. I had to leave. So in this aftermath is when I was spinning my wheels doing my bounce back. You know. I was, I did this before, I can bounce back, I'll start this, I'll join this team. Not happening. I drained our savings, trying to bounce back. And at the same time, I wasn't experiencing God either. I was too busy getting up, building our future, and in this case, I was trying to survive. To be clear, I put myself first each day by simply waking up and doing rather than being with God. I would wake up and I'd push the pedal down because I like to go. And I was choosing me and my power over the power of the Holy Spirit at work each day. I quenched the Spirit by choosing me and my actions. And at best, I would talk to God with short prayers in the day. Help me with this. Give me patience. So when things were really getting tough at this job, I started relying on God's design for me each day and not on Him each day and I was not seeking him first. I had gotten to a very low place wondering why God was not there and I began to wonder if I had ever really experienced God in the past and I was asking the question, you know, what am I supposed to do now, God? I need an answer. Nothing. Just quiet. So I started reading all kinds of books, you know, existential and God books and all kinds of stuff and I was just trying to figure things out and just figure out God again and, you know, I still believed in him but I wasn't sure he was the same God I'd had known before. So I needed to know how to to proceed as a human at this point and I had questions like are you active in this world? Did you make me like this? What is the point of all this? Where are you? And more importantly, the thank goodness, I asked, God, will you please reveal yourself to me? I need to see you. So God's like God was like, yeah. Um so he needed to do two things in me. We all have a unique story, right? He needed to fix something in my marriage, which obviously marriage wasn't super awesome because of the condition that I had put us in, but there was something else that we didn't know. And so I one of these books was a marriage book and I'll throw that in there I can always work on the marriage, and so that was the book that God actually spoke to me. And so my wife and I worked on something that we didn't know we had to work on, and moved past that for healing, and started to bring our C-minus marriage to an A-plus marriage. And God needed us to be on the same page for anything to happen beyond that. And so with that done, He then was like, "All right, now let's work on you." And so I needed to be with God every day. I needed to slow down. I needed to give Him my day and my doings and my actions. I needed to start with him and not start with me. So after this point, God revealed him, like he just showed up everywhere in my life. And he was just there all along waiting. And he just showed up in my life. There were people in my past that my wife and I had been talking about that I hadn't talked to in 30 years. And I was driving one day and they just put that person in my head. I'm like, why am I thinking about this person? Stop to get a Gatorade at 7-Eleven. Who do I walk in shoulder to shoulder after 35 years? That person. And it wasn't because I needed to talk to that person. God was just like, hey, I'm in your mind. I'm here. (laughs) And I'm like, you are. Thank you. So little things like that, simple things. He wasn't like, you know, parting the Red Sea. He was just saying, hi. And that's what I needed. He put friends in my life who were like, knew where I was you know spinning 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 and he said, "Mark, why don't you just uh, start a business and y- you know, you do you do you what you do, like make things and design and." I'm like, "That sounds like a horrible business model." And I was like, "Let's do it." So, I did it and I have been getting work 2 years just filled up. And it's weird work and it's awesome. And God just delivered. He put David Hill in my life. We were in a parking lot and I had two things on my mind at this moment. It was entrepreneurship, you know, how do I build my business and how do I stay on the rails? You know, I went off the rails one degree. What are the two things David talked to me about? He's like, one degree off. Where does that get you walking with God? And the other was, hey, we have an entrepreneur's table you should join. So I immediately joined and it's been great. So God showed up everywhere and I'll try to speed this up because I feel the stage hook coming. So the present right now. So what does it look like now for me? Now I wake up like I did before, but instead of hitting the gas pedal, I actually stop and I stop and I wait and I give away my day to God and I pray and I ask that I get to see him today and I get to see his work and be active in it despite my plans and I surrender that and then I put the pedal down. I want to be able to use my gifts each day for him and I want to be active in those gifts the way he wired me, not for me. I want to seek God first. God be the glory, he has blessed me and allows me to run this design business, do great things. He allowed me to grow my little side hustle from years ago. And he's, I even have a new business, a bun in the oven, that I will talk about at another time because it's top secret. They're all his. There's literally nothing I could have done to get here. So I am also taking care of my family better than ever with my finances, with my time, with my walk. And so to sum this up, there's three things that I think about all the time. And I'm gonna finish with scripture after these, but the one degree off, we talk about it a lot that can be getting off track doing good things being you and living in your talents it doesn't have to be some obvious thing and so that's what I did and so I'm like I have to remember to stay on the rails and think about who my actions are for the other one is quenching the spirit I was quenching the spirit extinguishing the spirit, grieving the spirit. My actions, I was, the Holy Spirit was there, and I was choosing me, and he was flying away. I think about that, you know, the things that I put in my head, the things that I see and look at, is important. And then finally, I keep reminding myself that right now we are living in eternity, and everything I do matters now for eternity. We have these milestones in our life, but ultimately the only time we're going to stop is when we're at rest with God in his presence. So, everything I do matters. I'm going to read, briefly, and then I'll be done. First Thessalonians 5:15 through 22, and I would encourage to dig in these and read the context of everything and before and after, but there's just some things in here that stood out to me. First Thessalonians 5, 15 through 22, Paul was talking to the church. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of the prophets. Test everything, hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil which means choosing yourself as evil that's what I, pops into my head and then Matthew 6 19-21 and Jesus is talking to his disciples do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth and rust consumes where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also 1 Timothy 6:11 6, through 16, Paul's talking to Timothy, a leader in the church. But as for you, man of God, shun all of this. And you're going to have to read for yourself what he's telling you to shun. But he does tell him, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life. We're living in eternity right now. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called, for which you were made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So, God has already made the day. He's already working. He doesn't really need us, but he wants us. He's working before you. Open your eyes, and he is behind us. He's with us right now. He's in our future. God never left me when I was low. I left him, and he used that to mold me and define me and to refine me now, and I'm extremely thankful for it. That's it.